welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well. In this video, we're going to look at how the team's set to line up for Gemic 14. If you missed the Gemic 14 best players to buy video, that'll be on screen at the end as well. So let's kick off with a quick look at how Gemic 13 went. 63 points all out, it was a good Gemic again and rank half to 385k. Some points from unlikely sources with Maguire keeping a clean sheet away to Everton. Pretty lucky this one, he conceded 2.47 expected goals, which was third most of Gemic 13. And of course Gordon putting up a 13 pointer after a goal and an assist. I was out at a Christmas market at the time and I had to keep my composure when I saw the alert. Captaincy was really close between Haaland, Salah and Son for me, so it was great to get that one right as well with Son blanking and just the assist from Salah. Son of course very close to returns though, finding the back of the net three times but offside given all three times. I'm really struggling with transfers this week, it's crucial to get the next few transfers right because every decision we make right now will affect blank gaming 18 when Man City and Brentford don't play. We need to play a smart game to ensure that we make good moves for immediate game but also for when that week rolls around and that's where we're going to find an edge, a lot of managers will be unaware of that blank or unprepared with their benches. Of course if you plan to free hit in gaming 18 then it's irrelevant for you anyway, you'll be fine, I'm aiming not to free hit. There's two transfer paths to go down and I'm really torn which is better. More on that later. Let's run through how the team's set to line up and some key stats you need to know. In goal, Ariola's home to Crystal Palace. It's been seven game weeks since his last clean sheet and that was Sheffield United. Eze will be a big miss for Palace in their attack who is sidelined for three to four weeks. That should at least help West Ham's clean sheet prospects. It's a luxury move I'm not able to make myself, but if you find yourself with an opportunity to sell Ariola or your backup keeper in Gemic 15, I'd say it's a move worth lining up before he faces Spurs away that week. The back three is Cash, Saliba and Simicass. So one of the transfer paths involves selling Cash this week. We're going to pay really close attention to Europa League and his involvement. On the one hand, it's not a bad game at all away to Bournemouth, and giving it one last week is fine. But on the other hand, there are options that look better this week, and he was pretty poor last match. He was deployed in right mid, which didn't work. He was subbed at half time, which might have been because he was one foul away from a second yellow though. Had he not been on a booking at all, we might have just seen him moved into right back and one of the centre backs sacrificed. Arsenal topped the clean sheet odds for consecutive weeks. Saliba's home to Wolves and he's given a 51.5% chance of a clean sheet. The only regret last game he was not selling cash to Gabriel. The intention was to keep the options open and obviously be able to react if there was any surprises. Double Arsenal defence looks really good at the moment. Arsenal's 10.6 expected goals conceded this season is best in the league. Liverpool second on the clean sheet odds with a 45% chance. Simicast playing home to Fulham. Europa League is going to be key, with Liverpool playing on Thursday ahead of that Sunday fixture. As a reminder, Gemic 15 is literally on Tuesday, just two days after Gemic 14 ends. So Liverpool play on Sunday, then Wednesday, and then Saturday. So what are the realistic chances that Simicast plays all matches? I'd say there's only a good chance if he gets a rest in Europa League and there's no way he plays 5 straight games in such a tight schedule. Even if he starts in Europa League I'll definitely start him regardless this week but his prospects for next week don't look as good. The midfield this week is Son, Saka, Diaby, Gordon and Salah. Three blanks on the bounce for Son, no intention to sell though. The player I really want is Mbumo but Diaby's the obvious sell here. Son racked up 0.68 expected goal involvement against Villa and that excludes the 3 offside goals. I feel there is still returns in the coming fixture run. West Ham in Gaming 15 a great fixture, and he's got Forrest and Everton in Gaming 16 and 17. As Postacogli said, whatever the opponent or situation, they'll go for it, which works in Sun's favour. It reminds me a bit of Bielsa when he was at Leeds in many ways. He wouldn't park the bus, aiming to grind out results. He'd play expansive attacking football regardless. 
This does also play perfectly into Haaland's hands, more on that when we discuss strikers and captaincy. Saka faces a Wolves side, missing two key midfielders in Lamina and Gomez, who both picked up their fifth yellow of the season against Fulham. Great news for those of us with Arsenal attackers. Saka's poor numbers, not such great news though. Over the last five game weeks, he's taken two shots in the box, 0.17 expected goals. He's ticked along with four assists, but we want more than that from an 8.7 midfielder. He's got a stellar record at home. Is this the week he puts up a couple of returns for us? Diaby is a planned sell this week. His half-time substitution last match only makes the decision easier, and his minutes don't look as assured as they did a few weeks ago. Emery's got Zaniolo and Bailey as options off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those gets a start ahead of him in the coming weeks. So despite the Bournemouth fixture, he's leaving the team. Captaincy is becoming an increasingly tough choice. At the moment it's on Salah, who looks to have the better fixture, but it's closer than meets the eye because of Tottenham's injuries. Fulham's 23.9 expected goals conceded ranks 5th worst in the league, but in away games specifically, their 14.5 expected goals conceded is 2nd worst in the league. Let us know who your captain is in the comments below. So that's the midfield. Up top we've got Haaland and Watkins. Let's make the case for Haaland captaincy. Top in the league for expected goals this season with 13.4. Salah is second but doesn't come close with 9.1 xG. Pulling up the Gaming 14 goalscorer odds, he's favourite to net with a 56.5% chance. Salah second with exactly 50%. So if you want to favour whoever's likeliest to score, Haaland's the one. Of course, it's a bit more complex than that in FPL with Salah getting an extra point per goal and a potential clean sheet point. Sometimes keeping it simple and backing who's likeliest to return is the way though. Spurs without Romero, Van de Ven and now Ben Tancur, who's sidelined for two and a half months. We'll probably see Davies and Emerson as centre-back again, where Haaland could wreak havoc. Watkins has been given a 38.5% chance to score him for his away game to Bournemouth. Bournemouth have conceded 28 goals this season, only Burnley and Sheffield United have conceded more. Bournemouth have also conceded 147 shots in the box, which also ranks third worst in the league, but we hope to see Watkins taking a few. Despite a couple of tough games in 15 and 16, the plan is to keep Watkins. You ultimately want him back after if you sell him, so that's two transfers booked in and potential money lost due to his price rises. He's arguably the best captain in gaming 18 as well, home to Sheffield United, when Man City blank and Arsenal and Liverpool face one another. So onto the bench and then the transfer plans. On the bench we've got Turner, Archer, Maguire and Cabore. Nothing in the bank at all, and again it's really important to get the next few transfers right, because ideally Kaboro does need to be upgraded before Gaming 18, and Archer too, but it's pretty slim pickings, perhaps Wood or Semenyo. So let's talk about the two transfer paths and which I prefer and why. The one move that is locked in is Diaby to Mbumo. Brentford are home to Luton and he's their talisman, good for 90 minutes over the winter period. However, 0.2 mil needs to be freed up using a second free transfer. Option 1 is selling cash for Pinnock. Brentford were joint second on the clean sheet odds with Liverpool. Gamic 15 he's got Brighton, Gamic 16 he's got Sheffield United, so it's a pretty solid pick for 4.6 mil. And Pinnock is third among all defenders for expected goals this season. Option 2 is the one I like more, and I know some of you aren't going to like this, it's Gordon to Palmer. I'll do my best to explain why, and then you tell me if you agree or not. The challenge I have is that if I'm buying Pinnock, that's another player down for Gamic A team. There's no standout alternatives. I did look at Colwell. He's the only defender I might consider, but he doesn't feel secure for starts every week right now. On top of that, Newcastle were bare bones right now. They did well to draw one all with PSG on Tuesday night, but their bench was non-existent and as such, Howe didn't even make a substitution. So my question is, how will Newcastle fare over December? This is a complete fixture schedule calendar from Lego Mane. 
Just to explain what we're looking at here for audio listeners, it shows all the fixtures in all competitions for all 20 Premier League teams, with gaps between the fixtures colour-coded based on how much rest, two days rest marked in red. So Newcastle have just played PSG and they've got another eight games between Saturday and the new year. On five occasions they're getting two days rest between games. I can't help but wonder if this is going to take its toll on them. Yeah, Gordon will be nailed on the one hand, but on the other hand he will be fatigued, and Barnes could be back around game week 17. Secondly, going back to the point about game week 18, the likes of Kabora need to be upgraded, and with nothing in the bank, it looks like the Gordon to Palmer move needs to happen regardless. If it doesn't happen now, then it happens in game week 16. So there's a temptation to bring that move forward ahead of a fixture where I'm back in Chelsea to put a few past Brighton. Brighton also down to bare bones, and they've got to play in Europe on Thursday, while Chelsea have got midweek off. We might even see a back four of something like Veltman, Van Heck, Hinshelwood and Igor against Chelsea. A Stupinan dunk, Webster, Lamptey, Milner and March all out. Even Igor's 50-50 to play. So in summary, it's an aggressive move and it could backfire selling Gordon before another home game in his current form, but that's the logic. I can't afford to take a price drop on cash as well, so I'm not rushing to a decision. I'm gonna let all the European games play out before deciding on cash to Pinnock or Gordon to Palmer. Lastly, something I do feel that's been a bit overlooked is Nkunku's return. There is a chance that his return does affect Palmer's minutes. Jackson and Nkunku were quality together in pre-season. Pochettino was using them both together. So who will miss out on his return? Will it be Jackson? Or maybe Gallagher, though he's in form at the moment, so maybe Palmer. So I'm conscious of that as well if I bring in Palmer. The Palmer route also allows Cash to become someone like Gabriel instead in Gimmick 15, which might be better than Pinnock. Let us know what you're doing in the comments with your transfers and captaincy this week. Hit subscribe if you enjoyed the video. More FPL content to come tomorrow and Friday. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.